This is the Coaching Life Podcast, episode 64. My name is Chris Stewart, and I'm about to call up my friend Pat Martin, and we're going to have a conversation today. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. It's like pulling teeth getting you to get online. Yeah, you've been waiting for a long time for me. Oh, I mean, you know, we have a scheduled time. And and we are 20 minutes I, I ahead build, of that scheduled I, time. I build my week around that time, and then you expect me to pivot. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, we'll let, we'll let people believe what they want. <laughs> well, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Hang on. Maybe I should go back and read our text messages here just for the record. Let's see. Where where does it begin here? All the way at the beginning. Here it is. All hey, the way at the would beginning. you be able to record at noon instead of 1 p.m.? And this is, this is Pat Martin's answer. Yes, that probably works better for me anyway. Then I gave the old thumbs up. I was just being a good friend there. Mm-hmm. this is embarrassing you know what else is embarrassing what's that major league baseball some people in major league baseball are embarrassing yeah that's true i shouldn't throw everyone under the bus the way some people behave and and uh react to silly things and i'm assuming you're talking about a recent game between the San Diego Padres and the Texas Rangers where Yeah, set that up for us. Okay, so if if anyone who's listening to our podcast doesn't know by now, which I'm assuming that everybody has either heard this story or read about it or watched it on either on TV or on on games, that, you know, it was it was a, a a major league baseball game between, you know, with with a professional adults playing a game to get paid against uh, uh, between the San Diego Padres and the Texas Rangers. And it was in the eighth inning. The Padres had a seven-run lead in the eighth inning. Bases were loaded. The Rangers pitcher proceeds to throw three balls not anywhere near the plate. So 3-0, and bases loaded. Fernando Tatis Jr. is up to bat. The next pitch is down, well, it's almost, it's actually not down the middle. It's a little outside. And he clobbered it <laughs> for a grand slam. And it was also his 11th. I mean, he's, not, he's leading the, the, the league in home runs, I believe, right now, isn't he, with that. It was his first career grand slam. This dude's fun to watch. And the reason he's fun to watch is because he's a young player, very young player, and he, is ha- he has fun. He enjoys the game. And unfortunately, he gets around the bases, congratulates a few of his players, runs by his dugout, and there's his manager standing on the edge of the dugout there, uh, Tingler. That, that's his name, isn't it? The manager of the he's young, younger manager. They, in fact, they ironically <laughs> enough, they brought him in. They brought him in to, because they said he was a player's coach. Well, here's the thing: he didn't congratulate him. He just kind of looks at him. Right. And people yeah. and, and people then are throws like, him under the bus. Yes. Afterwards. Yes. Well, and then his his teammate also. Um, uh, I don't remember wh- wh- which one it was now, but one of his teammates grounds out. 
in one of his bats in that same inning, and he looks over to uh, the the uh, Rangers dugout and he says, "Hey, we'll we'll talk to him. He doesn't know. We'll we'll talk to him." And uh, and you know, people who are you know young people who might be listening to this might be going, "What are they going to talk to him? But what's what's wrong? Why why was it why is it not okay for him to celebrate hitting a a home run, hitting a grand slam in in a, in a baseball game?" Well, apparently, Pat. We know there's this thing called unwritten rules of baseball. I mean, you and I are, for, in many ways, purists of baseball. We love the, the history of the game, sure. and we understand what these unwritten rules are. But apparently there's an unwritten rule that you should not swing at a 3-0 pitch. And this is actually one, I'll, I'll admit, this is one that I hadn't even considered before. Um, so. That you should not swing at a 3-0 pitch when you're up by at least six runs after the sixth inning, I think, is that, is, or if you're up by a lot. You know, in, some people can yeah, define it. I don't even it. think they defined it some, exactly. A yeah. lot of people I know define a lot by you're up by more runs than there are outs left in the game, that kind of thing, I, I, you know, th- those kinds of things. But, but okay, I, I, I've, I've got an issue with this one. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you and, know, you know maybe- thankfully, a lot of people do as well. In fact, I, the the two managers are kind of getting have gotten bashed ever since that. You know, the the comments they made about it. I just, it's yeah. Let let's talk about that for a little bit, and then let's maybe talk a little bit. Let's let's take today's episode and talk about some of those unwritten rules. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me. Maybe you know, on that this specific scenario we're talking about here, we should. We should say, you know, because there, there's a there's a thought process out there. I, I would say a strategy that you don't swing on three and O pitches. That's that's probably prevalent in a lot of youth baseball teams and softball teams. Um, that's not really what we're talking about here. Although I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that either. Obviously, I think it right. definitely as you get older that changes. And you know when you, when you have a three O count, you, you're expecting a strike. That, you know, that's that may be the best uh, pitch count uh, in baseball to hit. So, yeah, if you're uh, the hottest hitter on your team, <laughs> you better not be given your hopefully your coach is not giving you a take sign on three and oh when you've got runners in right. scoring position. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and you know, there might be a situation where you may uh, down a lot of runs late in the game, something like that. Nobody on, you know, um, but, you know, but still, that's not that's not really what we're talking about. We're just talking about the fact that the Texas Rangers were their feelings were hurt mm-hmm. because they were getting their behinds beat. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and then all of a sudden th- they were getting, you know, beat worse. Right. And I, I think, you know, we've said this in the past, but I want to reiterate it. I know, you know, we have, you know, 80, 80 listeners out there, so we're not changing the world quite yet, but it, maybe it'll, maybe it'll spread out. Um, baseball has unwritten rules. Just because the ma- Major League Baseball makes up these rules don't mean their baseball's unwritten rules, right? Exactly. Major League Baseball could go away at some point in the future, uh, but baseball won't. So the, you know, the first thing I, I, would, I would like to say to a lot of these guys that are out there complaining that this happened, uh, you're not bigger than baseball, mm-hmm. you know, just to, just to establish that. But, yeah, I mean, it's... Well, I mean, we've we, we've heard from a lot of players and coaches now that have kind of debunked, uh, you know, the argument. David Ross, the Chicago Cubs uh, manager, mm-hmm. came out and said, "I don't, you know, if he, I don't really have a problem with him swinging at that pitch, you know, that three no pitch at that portion of the game." Did you see what he did last night? 
No. Tatis? Yeah. <laughs> no. He stole they were up six runs. Good. They He's still play in the Rangers? I can't remember. I'd have, I'd have tried to put up 20 on them the next night. Well, it's late. I think it's the bottom of the seventh. He's on second base. They're up six. He steals third. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. And well, heck, that's another unwritten rule. Anyway, a lot of people will say, oh, you're not supposed yeah. to steal third with less than, you know, with, with zero, no outs or two outs, right? Right. But yeah, we'll. We maybe get into some of those, but yeah, I, there are a lot of players that came to his defense. I know Trevor Bauer. Te, uh, he tweeted out, "Hey Tatis Jr., a listen, pitcher, by the way, Trevor Bauer, who is a pitcher, by yeah. the way, he says, hey Tatis Jr., keep swinging at 3-0 if you want to, no matter what the game situation is. Keep hitting homers, no matter what the situation is. Keep bringing energy and flash to baseball and making it fun. The only thing you did wrong was apologize. Yeah, <laughs> I love that because yeah. that's the truth, you know." He was made, he was made to apologize, or he, maybe he wasn't made to apologize, but he was made to feel like he should apologize because his teammates and his coach had to talk to him about this unwritten rule. And it all came about because when that happened, as soon as he hit the ball, the Texas Rangers manager, Chris Woodward, stood up at the edge of the dugout and chirped a little bit out there and you know about this quote-unquote unwritten rule. And, and then later after the game... In the press conference, this is what he says, and I quote, I didn't like it personally, Woodward said. You're up by seven in the eighth inning. It's typically typically not a good time to swing 3-0. It's kind of the way we were all raised in the game, but the norms are being challenged. But, that, and I, I, you know, I, I, I uh, end quote. And I listen to that, and I think to myself, wah, wah, yeah. wah. You know, you are a professional. And basically, you have admitted to the world that your team had no chance of coming back in the eighth and ninth innings of that game. You had no chance of coming back to win that game. And so you, you didn't want anybody scoring any more runs on you, basically. If you didn't want anybody right. to score any more runs on you, why didn't you, just, why didn't you just throw your hands up and say, ah, we forfeit. We're going to save our pitcher's uh, arm, arm here for the last couple innings. We're, we just, we'll just go ahead and forfeit. We yeah, why aren't you throwing your second baseman at that point? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, why, why is one of your pitchers in, in in the game even if you've already given up on it and the other team is not supposed to play? And by the way, how are your your hitters responding to three O pitches in that situation? Are right. they swinging? Because are, are you saying that you're the only team that has an opportunity to try to win at that point? Right. That's exactly. What, that's what you're trying. That's actually what you're saying is we're at this point at at a, at a certain point in the game, the team that's winning needs to stop trying to win and give the team that's losing by by a lot an opportunity to, to, I mean, we're, we're not going to get mad at you if you keep trying to win because you're losing, right? It's just, right. just, it's, it's one of the dumbest things. In fact, I think these kinds of, these kinds of unwritten rules that have to do with running up the score mm. are, they just need to go away in our minds. They need to go yeah. away. People need to grow up and realize that we're out here playing a game in a, in a competition, which means I'm trying to beat you, you're trying to beat me, and my job is to get you out. That pitcher's job is to, is to throw strikes. And you know what? It wasn't Tatis's fault that he couldn't throw a strike within the first three pitches. And so, yeah, you bet, you bet you're behind. I'm sitting on the fourth pitch. I'm going to sit on that, and I'm going to hit it hard. Well, what happens? What's the very next pitch? What do you do with the very next pitch, with the very next batter? Threw it behind. Him, yeah. yeah, threw it yeah. behind him. Send a message. What, what, you, what kind of message you sending that you can't even throw it close to the strike zone in the first three pitches? So you got to throw it behind the guy. I just, I, I don't know. I just, 
I, I'm a pitcher, Pat. I grew up a pitcher. But pitchers yeah. are some of the biggest crybabies, the biggest prima donnas in the game of baseball. And, and I love, and this is why I love Trevor Bauer, because he's changing that. The, he's chain, he, he, he wants to change that persona. Yeah. He, and, and a lot of people don't like A lot of purists don't like it. And I think well, I'm getting to the age where I'm getting to be an old man. But I'm one of these guys going, no, bring on the Trevor Bauer types. Bring on those guys because I'm sick of this bull crap that there is an unwritten rule that says I got to stop trying to win the game. It's just, yeah, it's, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. It makes no sense. Yeah. Especially at the professional level. And I would oh, even I know. say, you know, that, that trickles down, you know, because you hear uh, people complain about that running up the score in, in all different sports at all different mm-hmm. levels. Um, but I think one of the things that, that, that involves that is the way that, you know, younger kids, eight, U, 10, U baseball, softball players run the bases. Yes. And, you know, you'll hear all oh, just, just keep running them. Just keep running them. Well, and yeah, typically, yeah. well, let me, let me, let me, let me evaluate that a little bit. Typically people are upset because they're getting beat. Um, to me, there's a little bit of, uh, uh, a technical issue to that because I feel like at times coaches, are teaching their their runners bad habits mm-hmm. because they know they can take advantage of, you know, inferior fielders. Yeah, you can or inferior you, players. In in the keep running, keep running mindset, you're you're allowing your kids to take a risk that isn't very risky in this particular context because that team can't get you know that team can't get you out. Yes. So you're you're taking and it's a, risk. Yeah. Yeah, it's risk you're not going to take as you get older. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, that, so for I would, that's, that's not an unwritten rule to me. That just that's just smart coaching. It's wisdom. You don't do it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, so. it's something that youth coaches have to be aware of. Yeah, there is a fine line between. I mean, there are unwritten, unwritten rules. I believe are more applicable at those lower ages. I think where if you're beating a team thirty-six to nothing, then. It probably, I mean, we, okay, everybody knows you can steal second base right here, right? That catcher's not throwing sure. you out. They're not, but just don't do it. <laughs> just, yeah, well, there's something there's about class, having class. Yeah, there are other things you can work on at that point. But I'm, you know what? I don't care what the score is in a Major League Baseball game where the minimum salary is $222,000 a year, which means sure. everybody out there is, is, is wealthy. And, getting to, not, and it has nothing to do with being, of being wealthy. It has to do with that's, that's your livelihood. That's what you're paid to do. And everybody on the field is paid to do it. There are no eight-year-olds out there. There are people who act like eight-year-olds, like these two managers. <laughs> you know, I'm, can you tell I'm chapped about this a little bit? Oh, I <laughs> you know? do. I, I hate honestly. it. And a pitcher throwing behind a guy. Come on, dude. You're the one that walked the bases loaded. You know, if you're, if you're that butthurt, then look over at your manager and say, get me off the mound. I can't do this. Right? Yeah. You, you know, know what he needed? He needed, a, he needed Coach Stewart to run out to that mound. At him. that moment, yeah. But instead, he got <laughs> instead he got his he's, he got his wuss manager out there defending him and defending that behavior. And not just, and not only that, Pat, the Padres manager, the the you know Coach uh, uh, Woodward uh, Woodward. What I can't remember his first name. They're not Woodward. Woodward was the 
the Tingler range. you're talking about. Ding, yeah, Tingler. Jace. Jace, Jace Tingler. Jace Tingler. Name. Yeah, in his press conference at the end of the game, he said this. I've got his quote yeah. pulled up now. Just to make sure we get the signs 3-0 in that game is what I want. He, like, like what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want to say in response to what Tatis Jr. did? He said, I just want to make sure we get the signs, the signs 3-0 in that game. He's young, free spirit, focused on all these things, and that's the last thing we'll ever take away. But that's a learning opportunity. That's it. I think he'll grow from it. And he's like, just so you know, a lot of our guys do have the green light on 3-0, but in this game in particular, we had a little bit of comfortable lead. We're not trying to run up the score or anything like that. And he had the 3-0, he had the take sign on 3-0. And I'm thinking to myself, oh boy. I, you know, when you watch the video, you go back and watch the video, you see like after, after the 2-0 pitch to make it 3-0, Tatis Jr. kind of stepped, he, he stepped back out of the box, took a practice swing, and got right back in the box. So he didn't even look down. He didn't look up anywhere for a sign. He didn't look into his dugout. He didn't look down to third base. There was no sign given to him, and, and his manager knows that. If there was a sign, he didn't look at it. He didn't see it, right? Unless they just verbalize it to everyone that, hey, when it's 3-0, I really doubt that in a major league dugout that they verbalize that kind of stuff before, before uh, the last at bat. With a six-run lead or a seven-run lead, but it's 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 just one of those things where you know that Jace Tingler felt like he had to say something. It's probably no irony that he also spent a lot of his career in the Rangers organization. Well, <laughs> as, as a younger how, man, how about this irony? But he, but he, but, well, but here's the problem I have with it too. I'll, I'll finish this thought. You may have spent a lot of your career in the. Those may be your old buds over there in that other dugout, but you were hired by the Padres to take up for your players. I'm telling yeah. you right now, I am not bowing down to a a, a a somebody who's whining and crying and chatting and a little bit hurt, a little bit you know because my guy hit a grand slam. And not only that, that's how he, you know, later on in his you know when he's having contract negotiations with the Padres. And they look at his stat line and say, well, you didn't hit enough home runs. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah, that's a good maybe point. if that I'd have been allowed point, to sing, right? swing 3-0, I'd have hit more home runs, which means I'd have getting paid a little bit more money this year, right? Right, exactly. That's what we – that was a quote from somebody that, uh, you know, uh, arbitration would say you didn't hit enough home runs. Major League Baseball saying you don't hit that ball, but arbitration will say you didn't have enough, <laughs> hit enough home runs for your next yeah. contract. Yeah. Hey, here, how about this irony? Uh, the Rangers haven't hit, haven't been over a 500 ball club in the last four years, and by the way, they're 10 and 12 this year, so they're under 400. And the Padres, mm -hmm. this is the first time they've been over 500 it, since 2010. Okay, so maybe Tati should go ahead and keep hitting grand slams on 3-0 pitches. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's probably there's probably no uh, correlation to the fact that you're you haven't been a 500 ball club because you got a manager that's more concerned about what the opponent's doing than what your own team is doing. Yeah, you know, and that kind of, of course, that I, kind of culture trickles year, down. I'm pretty sure this is his first year as a manager. But oh, okay, well, still, you know, maybe he's going to turn him around. I don't know. He's not. Sorry, I, I, I'm not a fan of his. Can you tell that right now? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, what is he doing? You got. I mean, here, how about this unwritten rule? How about this unwritten rule, coach? Let's hear it. Protect your players. Yeah. Huh? As a coach, yeah. protect your players. What about that unwritten rule? Yeah. I don't, I, I'm telling you right now, uh, you know what, what disturbs me more than anything is when you watch, like if you watch the highlight, if you watch any number of highlight videos that they've made about the situation, you see Tatis Jr., you know, at bat, you see the three, three pitches, then you see him hit the, hit the, 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 you know, the dinger, 
He's running around. He's all excited. He's having fun, just like he does on all of his other home runs that he hits. And then he's in the dugout. And all of a sudden, you start seeing this awkwardness take place where the coach doesn't congratulate him. You see his teammate say into the other dugout, we'll talk to him. And then you see that same teammate, I wish I could remember who it was, um, standing there next to him, having that conversation with him. And there's this look on Tatis Jr.'s face like, I'm no longer having fun because I'm not allowed to. Yeah. I just, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. You know, you're being told that you're not supposed to do something that makes this game fun. (laughs) And we wonder why people complain about the game of baseball, right? Not being fun and kids not wanting to play it or whatever, which I think is a farce, by the way. I, every time I hear that, I think, okay, yeah, it's really never died. I mean, well, coach, you know, but this is what we're, this is what our kids are watching. And this is what our, excuse me, this is what our young coaches are watching. And I think that's like baseball. Yeah. I think that's why I get so fired up about it because I, I don't want kids to see those kinds of quotes by those managers and hear the people who defend that kind of mindset, that kind of thinking that there are unwritten rules like that. And Tatis Jr. should have looked at, at that pitch. If that pitch is a strike, okay, what's he doing on the next pitch? I mean, you know. I mean, what? I mean, literally. I don't want them to think well, yeah, that. What is he supposed to do? Is he allowed? Apparently, to he's supposed to take a strike. Over? Well, his coach said he needs to take a strike there. He said he needs to take a strike there. Really? To walk in a run. To get an if RBI. it's a ball, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, the pitcher has a throw to a strike in three straight pitches, so who knows what he's going to do the next time? Yeah. I don't know. But if he does take a strike there, and it's three one. What is he? What is he supposed to do at that stage? Well, I guess if he hits a green slam on three one, right that's going to be all right. And I mean, isn't that the okay. weird thing about it? I mean, we we probably wouldn't be hearing anything about this today. Still, you know, three four days later, however many days later it's been. We wouldn't hear any. We wouldn't be thinking any more about this if he takes if he takes strike one, the count's three and one, and then he hits a grand slam. But because it was three zero, it wasn't right, and that makes it even more ridiculous. I actually had the tweet uh, wrote out. It was a short tweet at MLB, embarrassing, but I deleted it. I thought second about it, but uh, well, it is embarrassing that they, that a couple of their professional managers would would basically put a wet blanket on some young players one of the most dynamic yeah. players in the game today that the major league that major league baseball needs to be celebrating and promoting and marketing but instead we're okay with with people getting chapped about this and and we're, and and only giving a one I think they end up giving issuing a one game suspension to Woodward and and the pitcher as well for throwing behind the the uh the batter, next the next batter, even though Joe Kelly got eight games for it. <laughs> Throwing behind an see, Astros hitter. Did you see uh, Mike Trout get thrown at the other night? No, I didn't. He, he almost got hit in the head t- two pitches in a row. Probably, be, over the- probably because he hit a home run. Probably. <laughs> well, those or are some he, of the... See, that's, that, yeah, he well, made a diving catch in the outfield. And that that made a pitcher mad? No, I'm just I'm just making that up. Oh. I mean, it seem, seems logical at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk. Let's. We. I mean, we. We. We've sort of talked about. We've talked the Tatis thing to death, and by, probably by the time people are listening to this, they probably had many conversations about it. And also, but what Can about? Can I just some, say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Definitely. To me, to me, what the pod, what the what the Rangers do there, what they're doing is they're making themselves victims. 
then I don't mm-hmm. think in any walk of life, if you make yourself a victim and you point your finger at someone else, you're going to be successful at anything mm. you do. I think that's a horrible, horrible approach. That's so a great that, way to put yeah. a wrap on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good summary of that. I totally agree. But in, in the game of baseball, there are lots of these unwritten rules, which means they're not rules because they're not written down. <laughs> you can't find them anywhere in, in, uh, in the baseball rule book, but you will find them in the baseball almanac and, and in uh, articles and in conversations and things. And I want to see how many you and I can think of to just throw out there. And then if there's, if there's any conversation to be had about them, Let's let's do that. I mean, we've been on now for about twenty five minutes or so, so we got a little bit more time. You want to throw out throw out? You, you want you want like tag team? You want to throw one out? And I'll throw one out. You want me to At start? The same time? Well, no, I know, no, like oh, I've got a good one. I okay, you, you start, it, and I want to know what your thoughts are. On okay, it. let's you hear. Never talk a, you ready? Yeah. You never talk about a no hitter while a no hitter is being pitched. So this, so this, this rule, which a lot of people, I would say everybody who listens to our podcast probably knows this one. I don't know about everybody. I, most people probably, but this is a rule that it's a, it's no, it's not a rule. It's what this, what, what, what this is probably more than a unwritten rule. Well, I guess it is an unwritten rule. It's a superstition. Yeah. So if you're asking me what my thoughts are on this, I'm not a big superstition person mm-hmm. because a super, and I know the game of baseball and people who are baseball people are real superstitious. A lot of people are. I think that's dying out a little bit, but I think it's more for the young player coming up about routine than it is about superstition. But mm-hmm. back, you know, back in the old days, there were guys who literally believed that if they didn't put their socks on in the same order every game, that would affect the way they hit. Or if they, right. if they washed their uniform after a three-game winning streak, then they would suddenly lose the next game and th- things like that. And it's, it's like magic, believing in magic, right? Yep. To, here's my thought on it. To believe in yep. superstition is to, is to give over control. Just to, is to mm-hmm. say I, this is out of completely out of my control. The way I the way I play is completely out of my control, and I don't believe that's true. And so I don't want anyone relying on any kind of superstition during the game. At the same time, I don't talk about no hitters when someone's got one going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I Completely don't know why. It has nothing well, to do with the superstition. It's just I I don't know. I you know I just, I don't know. Well, I think you know we know that baseball is it, you know by and large is a mental sport i mean your 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 mental state has a huge impact on the way that you perform mm-hmm. and you know when a, when a pitcher is we'll say in the zone and and he or she is throwing really well um i would say a, a big part of that is is where their mind is at and you know how they're thinking and and just you know for some to come into the dugout for someone just to say hey you're throwing a no hitter i think you run a risk of making that pitcher change their mindset a little bit whether they yeah. If maybe maybe they, maybe it doesn't bother them at all, you know, maybe maybe it uh, maybe it makes them more confident. But in that scenario, if if you become a little bit more confident, maybe you miss, you know, out over the plate more than what you want to mm-hmm. on a pitch, and there goes the no hitter. 
Uh, on the other hand, it could make you a little less confident. You could, you know, you start feeling a little bit of pressure. So for me, it's no, it's it's not definitely not about superstition for me. But I would never uh, endorse, and I would do it, never do it myself. And if if I was on a team that we came in the dugout after three or four innings, and and one of my teammates said, "Hey, you, you know, Chris, you're throwing a no hitter." I'd probably slap him with my glove or something because, you know, I'm like, I'd be like, hey, man, don't, what yeah. are you doing? So. Yeah, usually a pitcher who's, who's, gone, who's, going, who's gone that far and is, is throwing that well is, it, in many cases, the pitcher is kind of by himself in the dugout, kind of in that zone anyway. My experience has been, you know, that's, that seems to be the case, and everyone just kind of leaves him alone anyway. When you're on a high school team or youth team where he's also hitting, he's more involved in the game in other ways. That's a little different, obviously. But um, but if he's if he you know you got a DH in there for him, then then he's you know he's he's probably in the zone, right? But yeah, I, I'm with you there. I'd say it's more of a mindset thing, a focus thing. You say something about the no hitter, it starts making him think about all the pitches he already threw versus the next one he's going to throw. You know, mm, and, yeah, and right. his mindset isn't where it's supposed to be. But again, but yeah, I have. I have no belief that if he gives up the no hitter, it's because some announcer said something about it, or oh, absolutely because no, 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 you no. know because uh, right, uh, yeah, because there are plenty of no hitters have been given up, and everyone has say, stayed silent, <laughs> have not sure. have not peeped and, a word. And the chances are he's going to give up the hit. Right? This, oh yeah, the probability is it's going to happen. I mean, otherwise right. no hitter wouldn't be that big of a deal. All right, you give me an unwritten rule. Okay, so we talked about why pitchers will want to throw behind hitters or throw it, throw at hitters, you know, bean yeah. balls, things like that. One yeah. of the, this is, this is one of the unwritten rules that causes that. Don't admire a home run. Oh yeah. So you hit a home run, the, you hit a ball that, you know, hits a sweet spot, you know, it's going out and you're supposed to drop the bat and start running the first base right away. Mm-hmm. If, if you stand there holding the bat or if you flip the bat or if you stand and kind of admire it, watch it go over the fence and then run. I don't know what the threshold is there, like how many seconds you're supposed to to, to wait before you start running. But apparently that is a, an act that is going to cause you to get hit in the back the next time you're up to bat. What do you think about yeah. that one? Well, it, you know, this is, I would say this is more of a, again, a major league baseball rule. I don't think there's enough home runs hit in in youth league, um, did you watch maybe my high school team that I coached? What's that? No, yeah, but you know what? I mean, how many home runs did you guys hit collectively? Well, uh, his senior year, your yeah, his senior year, thirty, twenty. It's probably it's probably close to thirty. Close to thirty. I mean, yeah. still, I mean, you're excited at that level. You're excited to hit home runs. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. You probably want to get around the bases, and I've seen Brock c- come out of the box. If it, it, I, I bet you, oh yeah, he, I, j- he, he did. He, I would say he if he hit a home run, he was probably already. He, well, he uh, did. He had six that first. Yeah, he's he was halfway to first base. Yeah, yeah. Got, so yeah. you know, and I mean, at a major league baseball level, hmm, I don't care. It's, it goes back to another, you know, to the same thing of he hit it. So what's the big deal? But if, you know, when I think about that, I think about someone. I remember one time in, a, in an all-star tournament I was playing in very young. I think it was a 12U or something like that. Um, this was a long time ago, though, so you know, because I was playing in it. But I, I remember a kid hitting a home run 
on our team and you know he it, it was a shot they had no chance of getting him inside the parker it wasn't it wasn't out so he didn't have time to admire it when it went out yeah. he hit it and was running but after he got around third he knew it was gone so he kind of started doing this dance into home plate he knew there was no and, chance know, of them throwing him out yeah yeah and uh so you know you know, I don't like that, but I feel like that's a that's a coaching thing at that at that point. You know, the coach is going to pull you aside. Hey, you, you're kind of making the whole team look like a bunch of dummies Clowns. by doing what you're yeah. doing. You know, we did yeah. clean that up. But I mean, hey, again, all the these things like this for me, coach, these guys are major leaguers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and if a guy hits one 450 foot on you, you shouldn't be worried about what he's doing out of the box. I mean, he, again, it's he, it's that pitcher got a little bit embarrassed, right? The pitch. Yeah, it's I mean, an issue between the pitcher not liking it, basically, he, again. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You ever see a pitcher celebrate a big strikeout? I have. Let's say that yes. same player who hits the who's known for hitting bombs, the pitcher strikes him out in a big in a big situation, runners in scoring position. That's the third out of the inning. You ever see that pitcher pump his fist and celebrate all the way to the dugout? Why is that okay? Yeah. Now what I would say is for me it kind of gets old if they do it all the time. Oh, of course. You know You're I mean? talking about I mean, admiring home runs. If they're doing yeah, it all the yeah. time, they're hitting a lot of home runs. Yeah, but, it, and it, you know, so that the the old phrase of act like you've been act there like before, you've been there. Yeah. I think that comes, you know, that comes back a little bit. Yeah. But if it's a big, hey, one of the greatest home runs ever hit, Kirk Gibson, right? He was, was that, 1987 He was celebrating down the line. All the way down, doing yeah. the fist pump, right? And we, we you know, we've we've immortalized that. As, as part of baseball history. Carlton I mean, Fisk against the Cincinnati Reds in game six of the 75 yes. World Series. Yeah. Yes. He was kind of waving, waving it waving on, it waving it fair territory. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's I'm, I'm getting goosebumps talking uh-huh. about that because that's that's great parts of our game. So, yeah, for me, uh, in those situations, Coach, I always go back to, you know, if I'm on the mound in that situation, I failed. Mm-hmm. What, did, what went wrong? What, what can I do better? Whatever happens with yeah. the runner, um, or the batter, happens. You know, I, you know, the, you know, the best thing you can do about that as an opponent, strike him out. Yeah, yeah, strike him, strike him out the next time he comes yeah. up. That's the best thing you can yeah. do. Yeah. Let me let me let me go to a, uh, to a different sport for a second. Do you like to see a running back do a uh, touchdown celebration dance or hand the ball straight to the referee, the back judge in the in the end zone? I'm all right with one same same thing. I'm all right with it every once in a while, but if you do it every time, it kind of gets old to me. Yeah. And I don't like it every time. You know, I like I like the way Jerry Rice went about things. Yeah. You know, he'd score. Everybody has their personal preference. Yeah. Of the kind of thing you'd like to see, but in the in coach, the grand scheme of things, if the player is having fun, let him have fun. If he's not, yeah. I mean, if that's if I mean, thing is, to me it's fun to to just hand the ball. To just to me it's fun to hit a home run drop the bat and run around the bases. It's fun to strike a guy out and trot to the dugout without saying a word about it. For some other yeah. guy, it might be more fun to shout out, yes, as you walk off the dug- to the dugout or to coordinate some kind of dance or grab someone's popcorn and dump it all over your face. Hey, I'll give you one, though. I'll give you a good scenario on a celebration. Okay. If you're down like four touchdowns as a, and, and, and as a defense, you get a sack. Get your butt back to the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. I agree with that's that. That's one there. Yeah, because that's that's a little embarrassing. That yeah. yeah, that was a great individual play. 
but your perspective is a little off now, right now because your team. Is yeah, getting, exactly. Because that's a me thing right there exactly. at that point, right? Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe people are listening to us would go, that's a little inconsistent, guys. If, if they're having fun, what's the big deal? Well, if, if it's about having fun, in, it's about having in fun. In my opinion, you shouldn't be having fun if you're down four touchdowns. You should be, you know, yeah. focused a little bit more on that's what the you truth. Need to be better. Yeah, you, it, there's, it's it, that. Yeah, there comes a time when, if, if the team, if the team and the team's success is what matters to you, then I shouldn't see much of a smile on your face, really, and you know, I shouldn't see you laughing and and doing that kind of thing. I yeah, I I get that. I mean, to a certain degree, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's not, just I don't you know. You always want guys to have fun, but you always want them to. You, as I guess, as a spectator, you want to, you want to think when you want to you want to know when you're watching the game that that player is more about his team's success than his personal success. Yes, and it doesn't appear that he is in that moment. Yeah. And trust me to, to everyone listening out there, this isn't me, you know, complaining about other teams necessarily because as a Browns fan, as a Cleveland Browns fan, I've seen a lot of sacks when we've been down four touchdowns. <laughs> right. So I don't like it, you know, for my team to do it, uh, let alone for other teams to do it. So it's yeah. legit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> How about this one? I got a different one. Another unwritten rule. Yep. Okay. P- pitchers throwing a no hitter again. Okay. Slate in the game. Mm. Matter lays down a bunt. Yeah. If you want to talk, that's a we're about that's to, a tough we're, one. We're about to revisit that inconsistency with people. People listening out there, they're probably going to. Uh, yeah. Here's some inconsistency here, at least for me. I don't like it. <laughs> I. No. But but again. It's still my job as a defense to get him out. Yeah. I, I, Here's the I know you're not expecting it as a defense, which is why he's doing it. Yeah. Well, let me say this, though. I think, I think it's situational. I think if it's a one-to-nothing game, you better oh, be absolutely. expecting it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. If, yeah. if it's six to nothing. In the ninth. That's Bush League. Get off my field. You, you, you may get one in the back after that. You know what I mean? The next three guys might. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. It is. It's I in, that, I, I, I'm with you there, Pat, but I do think it's inconsistent. I think you and I are being inconsistent in that, in that yeah. mindset because if we're hard line, if we, stay, if we, if we walk a hard line, it, it's, it's the defense's job to get them out, and it's, they're supposed to keep trying. And how do you True. score runs? You score runs by getting on base. Yeah. Anything can happen yeah. at any point in the game. Baseball's not played with a clock. So it, it, you got to go all the way to the end, the very last pitch, the very last out. And we have seen a lot of runs being score, been, having been scored with two outs in an yeah. inning. And but you're going you're gonna to have to hit in order to win that at game. At some point, you're going to have scenario. to hit. But you're also going to so, need a base runner. Yeah, you are. My yeah. team will never bunt to break up a no hitter unless it's a one or two, two yeah. run game. I'll, that's a good way to put it. If I'm coaching my I, my guys, will know that that we don't do that. But I also probably need to check myself if I get mad if somebody does that against me because of my other views. I've got another one. Oh man, that's a, that was a, just, that's the, that's probably the toughest one so far. I think I've got one that I absolutely lost my stuff over okay this is 12 u 
All right. We're down seven runs. My four hole comes to the plate. Nobody on base. They intentionally walk him. Twelve U. Twelve U. Down seven. Down seven. So the team that intentionally walked him is ahead seven. Last inning, you said? There's a time limit on the game, too, so we're probably not going to get that many at-bats. So, I know it wasn't the last inning, but it was getting late. Uh, is this a tournament no, game, then? No, no tournament game, season game. Nobody on base. They, they intentionally walk him. Well, let's... Let's deal with it at 12U first, and then we'll take it up another level. <laughs> right. Right. At 12U, right. you, you better have a really darn good reason for intentionally walking a 12U kid, I think. Yeah. I'm not saying that I've never, I'm not saying I would never do it. I'm just saying it better be, a, you know, in a game, in a tournament game where it really means something to these kids. And, if you're going to employ a strategy that you're going to walk a kid to, you know, to, I, I can see that. I mean, it's part of yeah. baseball. If it happens to them at a young age, then they'll learn to expect it as they get older. That situation that you just described is not one of those times. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I'd have, I would have, I would have probably had words for the, other Oh, I did. Well. I had a lot, but it, it was, it was a coach that didn't coach a lot. And honestly, he's a pretty nice guy. So I, I, I think it was it was more of a, an experience thing than anything else, but right. I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, I did have words. I yeah I had a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't regret it because I, I you know what I was doing in that case. You know what I felt I, I feel like I did. I feel like I was standing up for my players. <laughs> well, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, let's take that. Let, let's do this. Let's just let's let's add four more years onto those players' lives. And now they're in high school playing a regular season game. We'll say it's a league game. So they're playing a league, a conference game in high school, and this exact same scenario happens. They walk your best hitter late in the innings, and they're up by seven runs. Do you feel the same way? I'm still not happy about it, I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't have nearly as big of an issue with that. Because I, I you, you, the stakes are Why? different. What are, what are you the protecting? stakes are different in in, in at that age group. The st- Come I mean, on, though. you're playing for state title every year. That's a big deal to these kids. If you're, you're true, you're playing for a state title. But if giving up a one run home run in late in the game, uh, I'm just when saying you're up, when you're up a lot of runs. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would. I would. I just. I wouldn't even conceive of that thought if I'm the coach that's ahead. Yeah. But if I'm behind and, and somebody decides to do that to me, I might roll my eyes, but yeah. I'm not going to get as upset as I would at 12 years old. Mm. It just, it'd be like one of those things like, okay, sorry. I mean, I, I had, I played, we played against a team one time where they, uh, they intentionally walked our, uh, we, well, we had a kid named Brendan Sano. He's a pretty consistent hitter. And they employed a strategy sort of like Barry Bonds. Remember when Barry Bonds was getting walked no matter what the situation was? Whenever yeah. he came up, they decided that they were going to walk Brennan every time he came up. And that's kind of when we started putting him in the two-hole. 
I actually let him off at some point, sometimes when, cause he had that same thing. He, yeah, he did. He got walked a lot, even in like 12 U ball and stuff like that. So I, I started making him our leadoff hitter. Okay. If you're going to walk him, he's going to be the first runner on base. And, but the, uh, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's happened. Let, let me tell you this story. This is a funny one. Yeah. We had a league game that had gotten canceled earlier in the season. And so we needed to make it up. You have to make up all your league games. This was in uh, 2017, so it was it was on our it was at the end of the season. It, at, in, at the end of the year, we were in the tournament play. Everybody was pretty much done, except for a handful of teams that were still playing in the tournament. We were we had just won the district tournament, and we're getting ready. So it was between the district tournament and the regional tournament. So we were getting ready for the regional, our first game of the region. But we had about a week between a week span of time before that first game, that regional semifinal. So our AD asked me, hey, you know, Vinton County can play you guys in that during that week. Would you want to do that? And I said, yeah, go ahead, put it on. It'll give us a chance to play some of our younger guys, you know, maybe get our, our older guys, you know, in a bat or two. But I'll just go ahead and play the younger guys. You know, we'll, and he's like, OK, I just want to make sure you weren't concerned about getting anybody hurt and like that. I said, no, I'm never thinking like that anyway. Uh, we're going to we're going to play. We need to get this game in this perfect time to get it in. Vinton County's probably wanting to they've been done forever. I mean, they, they they've been wanting to get their season done. But we have to play these games. So we will. So we did. We we made up a lineup where I actually pitched a guy that, that really hadn't pitched much at all. Um, he was more he was uh, one of our catchers and a, and a third baseman and, and really didn't pitch in high school. But he pitched. He pitched a really darn good game through about five innings. And put other guys in other positions. We actually had some JV players up with us during the tournament, so we played those JV players. We didn't start any of our big, so we didn't start any of our big bombers. All right, so any of our big hitters, we didn't start them um, to play. Well, Vinton County was, we we started winning the game, so we we went up, but then Vinton County made a little comeback. All right, and they started to to get to where they're winning the game, and we're along the fifth inning, sixth inning. And so their pitcher puts our, the leadoff runner on base. And I think, I think they were up by like two or three runs at this time. And he puts the leadoff hitter on base. And then the next couple guys that are coming up in the, in the order, they were not hitting very well. They, and so what I decided to do was I said, Hey, we're going to go ahead and this would be a perfect time to give some of these these other guys our our which would normally be our starters our big our big sticks a, a pinch hit so they're going to mm. pinch hit and then you're going to re-enter and go right back in the game we're going to try to retake the lead here so we say we so we I used Sano right so I, we we put Sano in to pinch hit guess what the coach did intentionally walked him, walked him. yep wow so I'm like all right put him I put Brock in to pinch hit next guy runners on first and second no outs intentionally walked him wow bases loaded i said okay all right bases loaded brody rogers you're pinch hitting brody rogers comes in. here's a chance one i mean this this is this is a guy who led our team in home runs that year right okay. bases loaded coach is like all right we're up by two intentionally walk him he intentionally right, well. walked because when we announced him we said you know they're going to the game and then the other player is going to re-enter you know at, at, and and so he got intentionally walked he walked a run in we used up all of our pinch hitters <laughs> and then they ended up actually winning the game by one run. And uh, wow. it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. We got beat by the last place team in our league, but we went to the regional final that year and the coaches came over and he's like, man, I hope this doesn't like destroy your guy's psyche going to the regional tournament. Cause that was not my intention at all. I said, no, 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 no coach. You're here to win the game. 
our guys are going to be fine. I mean, we're, 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 we know where our, what our goals are. I said, congratulations on the win. I mean, we still won the TVC. It was a, it was our one league loss that year, but it was, it was, uh, it was really kind of a funny thing, but it, it, the strategy worked for him. He knew, I, I mean, that was because the chances were one of those guys was going to get us back in the game. I don't he, think I would have removed him. I think I left him in. Well, they probably weren't going to get up again anyway. I mean, you never know. It was, it was, it, I, it actually may have been the very last inning. It may have been the seventh when I did that. Gotcha. Yeah. Because in my mm-hmm. mindset, I knew they, they're, I mean, this is just going to be a, um, an entry and re-entry type thing. You know, it's a funny I don't story. know. I, it didn't, it I didn't have, make me mad. I just yeah, thought, I, I thought to myself, inten- that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I have intentionally walked batters, even at younger levels in, in tournament play or, you know, when I feel like the situation calls for it, I've never walked a big hitter with, uh, runners on first and second. I've never, you know, I, if first base is open and it makes more sense, mm-hmm. uh, to go ahead and fill it. Uh, I feel like that's normally when I, when I walk a hitter. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. I don't, if you're, I if, just, if you're, if you're in the last inning, you know, you're in the bottom of the seventh, for example, and you're, you're up by one run and there are runners on first and second. Well, that runner that you walk on to, to first base doesn't mean anything anyway. You're just setting up yeah, a force. Or, or you're getting killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just trying to stick around for another inning. Right. Or, or uh, you know, but yeah. Okay. Next. Do you got any more? I do. I do have one that I'll uh, throw out there to you. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you do this if you're down by a few runs going into the, the sixth or seventh inning, like late in the game? Do you tell your kids to take a strike? Uh, That's an unwritten rule. Take a strike when you're behind. Why? Why? Yeah. Why do you do that? Well, I mean, I've had people is, get on to me before because I I don't typically do that. Well, okay, let's talk about it because the idea is that well, let's let's hope that you know we can manufacture some base runners with the pitcher walking us essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is we know, and, and people that look at the statistics know that the more strikes you get on you, the harder it is to get on base. Yeah. So, that, and that's, that's, there's actual data that shows like how often a person typically will, will get a hit if you have strike one, you know, basically they right. say you can basically estimate that your, if it, your, your batting average goes down a hundred points if you take strike one. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it would depend on the pitcher, I think. And, you know, if yeah. the pitcher throws a lot of balls and we're down some runs, maybe. Um, or, you know, it would depend on my team, too. You know, what kind mm-hmm. of team do I have? Do I have a team that hits well with with two strikes? You know, um, but yeah, I, I would say generally, no, I don't follow that because I want I want my hitters to jump on a first strike pitch. I feel like that's the best chance. If we if you hit a first mm-hmm. pitch strike. Uh, I feel like that's the best chance you have of getting on base. Yeah. So strategic. Yeah. I don't even, you know, for me, it's not even about an unwritten rule. It's more, more it's one of those strategic unwritten rules, but I, I, I still don't think there's enough strategy. There's not enough positive outcome from that. I don't think to warrant it as a, a rule across the board that we're just going to do this all the time. I, mean, I know right. I know a lot of coaches just do this all the time. I mean, hey, we're down yes. we're down by a run in six, you know, seventh inning here. We're all taking a strike. Well, 
what if your three, four, and five holes are coming up, right? I mean, yes. he takes that one strike. It could have been one swing of the bat. He could have tied it up. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily. And again, I guess we're again we're talking about situations, because if you got a guy coming up who is struggling, has struggled the whole game. He swung through a bunch of stuff. He's rolled over stuff. You know, this pitcher's just got his number. Then yeah, you might say, okay, I'm going to have this guy take a strike, but not across the yeah. board. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You got any more? Yeah. How about how about don't let your three, four, or five hole bunt. Oh, is that an unwritten rule? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's out there, but to me, it's not. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, people you, and, people actually, like, you think that's fairly universal? Like, like Well, I say three, four, or five hitter. I would say it's, uh, you know, it's like, if you have a power hitter up. He should never bunt. He should never bunt. And I think the idea is the the, the defense is knows that the kid's going to or the player's going to hit the ball hard, so they're expecting you know a hard shot. Whereas if you bunt it, it kind of takes advantage of. Yeah, but isn't that what a bunt is? <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, isn't that the whole concept of a bunt? You know, you, you you're not you're not bunting always in situations when the defense is expecting a bunt. That's called a sacrifice. And I'm never say. doing that. I I want to try to bunt it someplace where they're not expecting it to go every time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah that's. Yeah, I can see. I can see where that's could be something that someone might. I, I think it's a little ridiculous. I, I I mean, if if the situation is right, then I'd say yeah, whatever it takes to be successful in that given moment. And if that means having your four hole bunt, then yeah, or three hole bunt. I mean, we're seeing it now, even in in Major League Baseball, where there was so many defensive shifts, where people are getting yeah. mad about hitters being able to hit against the shift, like just kind of half swinging. If a, if a guy's lefty and they're shifting him to the right side of the field, just kind of half swinging and just rolling one down the third baseline, mm-hmm. and people are and like people are like, oh, okay, okay, you know, well, that's <laughs> you put yourself in that situation. Sure. How about an unwritten rule of not playing your shortstop on the left side or the <laughs> right. right side of second base? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. How, how many times have you I, seen? I, a lot, you know, we talk a little bit about Randy Dobnak. Some of the hits that he gives up, oh, if you I notice. Know. Yes. Are balls to left-handed batters that are slow rolling ground balls to the left side of the field, and they're playing a daggone shift. Yeah. Do they not realize every ball that kid throws tails away from a left-handed batter? Everything mm. he throws, unless he throws a curveball, everything he's throwing is going away from a left-handed batter. But they're still playing lefties to shifts. I, I, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. That'd be interesting to know what Randy thinks about that. Yeah, it's it's got to be frustrating because you give up a ground ball. I mean, he did that in the in the uh, playoffs last year against Judge. Yes, remember that's I, what I started like it, that I, rally because I feel he, like it happened to him all year last year. I know. Like, yeah. Ju- he got Judge to hit a ball off the end of the bat to second base, and guess what? There wasn't anybody playing second base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they have. The, I'm sure they have data. You know, to back. I'm sure up they that do. Strategy. I'm sure they yeah. do. Yeah, I just I'm I'm not liking it if I'm a pitcher because my job is to get him to hit ground balls, and yeah. if you're in position, we get that out. Yeah, I think yeah, I'd want to say something about it if I was a pitcher, but you know, they're they're smarter people than you, I guess. And why did you say they're smarter people than you? Look, talking to smarter me. people than you know us in general. Me. Oh, you, okay, I got uh, you. Yeah. I got you. If you're the pitcher, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. 
there's a there's a whole list of unwritten rules that you can oh, we if can you just talk about if you type forever. them in in Google if you guys want to have fun with it I mean you can go find websites that'll that'll give you you know the ones that we've talked about and many more you know they're they're just they're they seem to be endless and some of them are really silly others as as you can tell by our conversation aren't as silly as they much as as they are strategic you know either mentally or even physically but. Um, the ones about showing up the opponent and things like that, I think it has more to do with with just being a classy player, just, just yeah. being someone that respects respects your opponents, respects the game. You know, don't show up the umpire, things like that. You know, catchers that are that are trying to frame pitches that you know are balls, things like that, uh, and that are just not. You know, that's that's another kind of unwritten rule, that kind of thing. It's more of a personal behavior thing. It you is. Know, don't it don't is. do anything that's going to embarrass yourself. Yeah. And on top of that, if you're playing hard and, and having fun, I mean, that's geez, I don't know how you can take anything away from anyone that's 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 doing that. And that's right. That's what to me, that's what Tatis is. You know, I feel like Bryce Harper kind of went through the same stuff. He, a few he years did. Ago. Yeah, he but, absolutely did. Yeah. It's so. almost like the game wasn't ready for that kind of a player. You know, I mean, like the, yeah. the it, when I say the game, I'm talking about maybe the the people who vote for the hall of fame, <laughs> the yeah, hall of right. fame ballots, basically. I mean, the, let's not even get started on that. Yeah. 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 How, do, how can Griffey jr. Get someone to vote to not vote for him as a, as a first ballot or a unanimous hall of fame. It was only one. You know why? Here's an unwritten rule. You can't have a first ballot. Hall of Fame, or a unanimous, unanimous vote first ballot Hall of Famer so one person had to vote no yeah you know give me a break that's so dumb isn't it so mm. dumb yeah oh well yep so I guess to put a wrap on it what do you think about unwritten rules in general well you know I think I think some of them are legit I think you know, some of them are useful and make sense, and other ones aren't. You know, that's my thought. What about you? Yeah, I, I concur. I, I would say that if the unwritten rule is something that is causing you to take your focus off of the task at hand, which is, which is enjoying playing the game in a competitive way, where you know you're trying to win the game and have fun while you're doing it, then it's probably need to rethink this unwritten rule and, and you know and, and when you when you are trying to hold somebody else to an unwritten rule like somebody yeah. somebody violated you then you're being exactly as you mentioned earlier pat you're putting yourself in the role of a victim which is just you don't want to ever go there anyway and it's not a good it's not a good look it's not a good example to set and it's certainly not i just don't think that these two managers i i think these two managers made a huge mistake man me too me too that's that's exactly the way I feel. Mm. I'd like to hear from people though. If they disagree with too. us, you know, yeah, might even bring them on, have them as a guest. Heck yeah, we could, we could argue this out. <laughs> yep. One of us could be the uh, the uh, arbitrator. We could be the the person in the middle, so that you know it's not a it's not a stacked argument. Have have a uh, have a moderator. A that moderator. Is, uh, yeah, that that's is, what I was looking uh, for. Basically a. Um, an impartial moderator like all the moderators are during presidential elections? Is that what you're saying? That's it, yeah. <laughs> That's it. We're not going to go there, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
Not today, anyway. Not ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Coach, it was good talking to you. Really good talking to you as well. Another episode down. Thanks for joining us, 64 in. Yeah. 64. Yes. See you at 65. See you at 65.